Thousands of visitors tour this famous presidential home each year, and although most know of this man's important role in forming the nation, they often have heard very little of his efforts to improve life on the farm. The story is this edition of The American Countryside. This is Andrew McCray, host of The American Countryside. I'm also a farmer and rancher from northwest Missouri, and I hope you'll join me each week for Farming the Countryside as we take a look at the top issues impacting agriculture as told by the people farming and working in their industry. We'll talk about markets and trade, share some of the latest tips and trends for grain and livestock producers, and take a look at trends impacting rural America. Join me for Farming the Countryside on many local radio stations or on your favorite podcast platform, or just go to farmingthecountryside.com. I learned patience from my adoptive dad. All he had to say was, Hey, you got this. Just breathe. Hey, <laughs> we're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to start a band. <laughs> I got it. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. <laughs> Visit adoptuskids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Peter Hatch is the Director of Gardens and Grounds, Emeritus, at Jefferson's home of Monticello. It's a role that allows him to discuss how the famous president worked to improve the industry of agriculture. Jefferson, early on, focused mostly on the cash crop of tobacco, but he was uneasy with tobacco. He felt like it ruined the soil and that it was a a product of misery, particularly after he, he returned from serving as minister to France in the 1780s. When he returned to Monticello at this part of his life, uh, he um, came back with a lot of interest in reforming the plantation. When Jefferson arrived back home, this land became the equivalent of today's university experiment farm, putting into practice ideas that would hopefully change agriculture for the better. This is a time when he grew a lot more varied type of crops. He did a lot of cover cropping. He grew things like clovers and various experimental grasses. And he turned more aggressively toward growing wheat as a cash crop. And wheat and tobacco continued to be alternately the uh, cash crops through the next uh, 30 years. But for all of his work to improve agriculture, Thomas Jefferson was not able to make a profit at Monticello. Farming wasn't always successful at, uh, at Monticello, and it's, um, Jefferson, of course, died some $100,000 in debt. And I'm not sure his farms were ever economically um, viable entities. Today, you'll hear plenty about Jefferson's virtues in forming a new nation, but unfortunately, you hear little of the story of his role in improving agriculture. Hatch continues to share the story of Jefferson's gardens and farms and his work to improve farming for the country he helped establish. Traveling the countryside in Charlottesville, Virginia, I'm Andrew McRae.